the people at the top of their category in this sport of public speaking just have a very strong reason for doing it. What I tell people who are vice presidents and things like that is I say, look, you could be a great speaker if all you want to do is be the CEO of the company if you want to enter C-suite or be a manager. But if you want to be in the top of the breed, care so much about your audience that it's literally crazy. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to the show. I'm uh, always grateful to be your host, and we focus a lot on trends, innovations, and we quite often talk about leadership skills and communication on this show because they're critical in facility management. Well, today I have Brendan on from Master Talk. Now, Master Talk is an amazing YouTube channel out there, and Brendan blew me away with the amount of skill that he has talking with people. A couple of months ago, I got the opportunity to speak and have really understood since then that public speaking is one of the best ways to drive your career. And if you're looking to accelerate, this is it. Even if you're just learning how to be a better communicator and speak to your team, stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this episode. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready and because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. Welcome to FM Evolution. I am your host, Sean Black and on this channel, we focus a lot on leadership skills and communication is at the forefront of that. And today, I'm very excited to have Brendan from Master Talk on. Brendan, hey, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. Happy to be on. I'm excited because, of course, as you know, I told you that we had just done an event and was talking about this whole subject about being a good, uh, you know, being good at communication and being uh, and speaking in public. And uh, I was definitely terrified. So there's a lot of people out there that I think are afraid of speaking. So I wanted to have you on so you could really kind of talk to that subject and, and help people in facility management kind of get better at it. Because I think it's, it's critical for their careers as well to be able to do this. Um, but before we do that, uh, tell me about yourself. Like, where did you get the idea for MasterTalk? Where did that come up from? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people tend to ask me, they're like, where, where did you come from? How are you speaking How videos? How did this cut it up? <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy to talk about that. So the nutshell is when I went to business school and university, I used to do these things called case competitions. 
So mm. think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So instead of playing, you know, <laughs> football professionally, you know how you try and get drafted to the NFL or the NBA, the process is simple, but obviously hard. You get drafted into Division One school, you practice your face off, and hopefully you'd get drafted. So the coach is yelling at you every morning. You're, doing, you're running in mud. You're doing drills every morning. We did the same thing, but in presentations. Oh, so okay. so business would give us a problem. We, I'd present three times a week. I presented 500 times in three years. But instead of presenting to professional uh, coaches, like a Coach K who's yelling at you for not running fast enough, it's an executive at a company. So someone like you, since you're, you're a vice yeah. president yourself, so you would come. So instead of having dinner with your family, you would come to the university and come see the supply chain and logistics team or something wow. like, or the sales team and you would coach them on their presentation. So that was my fun. So while other guys were, were watching football games, my <laughs> football game was I was watching the University of Florida's introduction. I was like, this introduction sucks or this introduction is really good. <laughs> oh, <So>. that's awesome. <laughs> so it was, it was an odd, I know this is weird for most people, but this is like an actual thing. Like a lot of universities in the States, a lot of universities internationally fly out, spend tens of thousands of dollars sometimes. Their school funds everything just to give PowerPoint presentations. Oh, PowerPoint is so yeah. bad too. Oh, yeah. People like, get that, it all wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through a lot of painful PowerPoints. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's like 95% of the industry, I think. I yeah. think the only people who, who do PowerPoints well are people who work in consulting yeah. or people who just, or crazy case compers like me who do this for fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. I um, talk about going to kind of like a public speaking boot camp. That's incredible. You got it. So, so just to be transparent with your audience, this is what happened to me. Like this might be of interest. So, anyways, the reason why we compete, the reason why we decide to go into these these competitions, is because most of the coveted jobs out of university. So we're talking investment banking management consulting, working in a big four accounting firm like PwC or Deloitte, a lot of those, those companies sponsor a lot of these competitions. Ah, okay. So people like me who want to work there, but this was before MasterTalk, I, want, I really wanted to get a, a job at one of those companies. A lot of us would compete. So you have all the best students in business school and that's how we, we got, you know, we did com- competitions. Most of us got offers to work at those companies. So that's basically where I learned the trick of the trade. It's how you get to know people, man. And, and, and they're already seeing you speak. They're like, this guy's got it going on. Like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to hire him. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. You know? Much. Well, that's pretty cool. A great story. And I think it, it certainly applies to uh, the whole point of really having you on is I want people to understand how important public speaking is, you know, from leading your team, small team, to presenting to your entire organization. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a beginning manager or you're a senior vice president. Everyone has to do this at some point and becoming very proficient at it, I think is, is really important for our industry, but I think really everyone should be doing it. Absolutely. What, um, what do you think is your biggest challenge with public speaking? For general? me personally or in yeah. general? Both really. Yeah, for sure. So I would say for me, the biggest challenge today after doing it a lot is <laughs> 
there's there's always going to be a new type of audience that I've never presented to. And there's always going to be a new type of keynote that I've never done. So for instance, when I started public speaking, you know, coaching and keynoting, I started with my first keynote, which is Master Talk Foundation. I would talk a lot about the basics of public speaking to a lot of different organizations. But then as I would start to get hired more and more by the same company or the same client, they would say, well, Brendan, we don't want you to speak on the same thing again. What else you got? Well, yeah. well I didn't have anything else. So I just went, uh, oh, let me figure one out on storytelling. So that, but obviously I knew the content. I just never keynoted. Right, exactly. Top, right. So then I would build another one. And they're like, okay, that's great. Loved it. What else you got? And I was like, oh, I should do what That's <laughs> always coming up with that new, uh, the new material. Yeah. That, that was the challenge for me personally. That would be challenging. And it is challenging because you're creating something from scratch. I mean, yes, you know the material, but it's like you have to, in the moment, be creative and be able to be and sit there and pitch. And sometimes you don't even have time to really go through it. It's like, oh, go. You know? Mm. I loved, by the way, I will comment. I loved your drills. Thank you. I appreciate You have some that. great yeah. drills. Those are good. I'm going to start using those. Uh, yeah. the, the random word drill was my favorite. Yeah. And, and I, you know, some, some podcasters ask me to do it on the spot to make sure I'm not cheating. So I'm happy to do that if you want. The, <laughs> we'll do that, the, actually. I would do that. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. But the, the biggest challenge in general I found, so there's many, as you pro- can probably guess, but I would say the biggest one is people don't know how to practice effectively. Mm. So think of it like this. If, you're, if you play sports, like I'm sure a lot of people on the call do, it could be any sport, you know, badminton, tennis, really anything. Golf. We know golf. Yeah, sure. The practices are always the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're always the same, right? So let's say you got a golf club, you know, you're always hitting the ball again. It's not like you're doing these magic tricks or anything special. You're working on the fundamentals every day so you can sink the ball in. You can hit it harder and you can get the ball in faster. But in public speaking, that same logic that applies to any skill, really, whether it's learning a new instrument or really anything, we don't apply it in public speaking. I'll give you the best example that relates to your industry. Yeah. So let's say it's a Wednesday. And you're working with a team of managers and you know, you're the VP. So you go up to them and you say, hey guys, I need you to do a presentation for Friday. Give me project updates for the week. So John or Julie goes, oh, okay, Sean just asked you to do something that's due in two days. All right. So they start making slides, start making a presentation. And then when John and Julie present that presentation on Friday, what happens? They take the presentation, throw it in the garbage, move on to the next one. Right? But the best speakers in the world present the same thing Hundreds of times. Like my keynote, my main one, I've probably presented now over 250 times. Wow. Right. And a lot of the best, like, and you can think of any speaker Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin, Mel Same Robbins. All. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And they're good for a reason, not because they're special, not because they're important. They're all pretty amazing, though. Yeah. But the reason is because they present the same. Gary literally comes into every keynote. Hey, guys, so born in the Soviet Union. Uh, immigrated to the U.S. and that's not bad. He does, but that's why that's why he's spotless every time because so it's the same thing. <laughs> Side note: I started this podcast because of Gary V. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I, I got on TikTok because a lot of people him. on. I'm super competitive, and I went to. I've seen him speak a couple of times, and uh, this the last time I saw him speak, he basically said to our audience, "Yeah, you're a bunch of lazy bleep 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 bleep." And you know, you none of you are gonna do a podcast. No one. I'm like, hey, I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> so that's how we did this podcast, which is great. Thank you, Gary V. It worked. So 
There you go. It's <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest challenge is people, uh, people don't practice the same presentation. You know, time. I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people would think, oh, it's because we're scared or, oh, you know, if you practice though, you're going to get the material down. And I think that's where people get scared is they, they forget what they're going to say or they're scared about saying. But if you know the material and you practiced it, it's just like anything else, you're just going to knock it out of the park. Absolutely. You know the material. And, and just to great advice. And right, I think just, it's, I think that is super relevant. Yeah. Mm, no, absolutely. Like just to, to really put the coffin on the nail here or the nail in the coffin. I mean, I'm confused. I'm the speaking coach is mixing up his words today, but it's, <laughs> the point is simple. Like just to be transparent about my story. Like when I grew up in Montreal, cause I'm from Canada. That's one of the few cities in North America where you need to speak multiple languages because mm-hmm. French is a required language there. But the issue is when I went to French school, I didn't speak a word of French. So for the first 15 years of my life, not only was I uncomfortable with presentations, I had to give presentations in a language I didn't even know. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> so if I can do it, I'm sure anyone on this call can too. That's nuts, man. Oh, yeah. And we have a hard enough just with English right here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, likewise. likewise. What, uh, I, so I've been on your channel. It's a great channel. And... It seems like there's so much good content on there that you have. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, what advice do you have for the world? It seems like you, you've, you definitely have made a niche for yourself and you're, you're in it and you're working it. And I want to see what, you, what kind of advice you have for the world. Now. Right now it's crazy. So it's a good time. Yeah, for sure. So, so, so there's a lot of advice, but I think to keep it succinct, I'll give one on public speaking, one on life. So for, for public speaking, what I recommend, especially since a lot of the people who are listening right now are in the construction industry, the working, my suggestion is if you want to master public speaking, giving work presentations won't put you in the top 1%. You can get better. You know, if, you, if your incentive is to get the next promotion, that's cool. But if you really want to be in the best what I recommend is create a repeatable presentation. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? So let's say, and I get this all the time. So let's say John comes up to me and says, well, Brendan, I'm always giving project updates. They're always changing. How am I supposed to keep practicing the same presentation over again? Well, I say, okay, John, what do you do outside of work? He might say something like, oh, well, you know, I mentor a group of kids on, uh, on marketing or I work with this nonprofit organization. I say, great make a presentation around that. Or something simple. I, I was yeah. talking about with someone else last week, running. I like to run. Why don't you make a presentation about the benefits of running presented to your local community? Create that repeatable presentation. For life is be world-class in whatever you do. Oh, great advice. And just once again, I'm 24. Okay, just so everyone knows my age. I coach CEOs for a living. So why in the world is a CEO trusting me with their transformation? Because I get them the result. You need to be so good at what you do that regardless if you're 80, you're 17 or 24, people want to hire you anyways. And I got lucky in life. I figured it out early. So I wanted to create these videos. So for every change maker that wants to make a difference, you can't afford me. But for those who are listening, if you want to serve the world, be the best at what you do. That's awesome advice. I love that. And it reminds me, um, I read a great book from good to great, I think. Great book. I do ask people what they're reading. I wanted to ask you, is there something that you're reading right now that you wanted to share? Of course. When I, whenever I get the book question, I always recommend the same one. It's called Thirst by Scott Harrison. Oh, see? So, that's, I have not heard that one yet. So. Yes. 
So the reason why I recommend is because it's a good mix on people who want to make an impact and how to leverage storytelling in your business and your day-to-day life. So for me, when I think about public speaking, I never usually recommend the the books that we conventionally think are great because there's no application. Mm. There's, okay, this is the framework. This is the theory. But how does this actually apply in my business? And I think Scott Harrison has done a great job because he's ran a nonprofit, which has less resources. is a lot more limited in their budget but they've raised over $300 million for their cause, which is getting people clean ac- access to clean drinking water. and did it mm. in 10 years. Wow. So it's, it's a very interesting read on how to use storytelling effectively while communicating your message and your brand to the world. But also his personal story about how he built the organization is also super valuable to folks. So I recommend the book. Bill Gates and everyone recommended it. Thirst. So, yeah, Thirst by Scott Harrison. Adding it to my list. Awesome. <laughs> Done. I'm gonna, I have an extra credit on Audible right now. I'm going to go there right go. now. <laughs> I'm going to get it. <laughs> it sounds like a great book, actually. Uh, I was going to ask you, we, oh, man, so we should, uh, what should we start practicing tomorrow for public speaking? Like just, if we're going to go straight into it and, and we're starting to, to dive into the public speaking, what, what do we do? What do we practice? Right. So let's talk tactics and mindset. So tactics, yeah. what you mentioned earlier that I loved was the drills that I'd suggested. So one of them is the random word exercise. So why don't we just replay that for, do for the audience? So give me a random word. Golf. <laughs> golf. So what I need to do with golf for everyone who's listening is now I need to create an introduction, but I wasn't given the word golf and I didn't know that was going to be the word. So here I go. It's a bright, Sunday morning, and me and my father are walking on the greens. Like every week, we always want to get better at our game. Not running, not going on a marathon, not taking a walk, but playing the beautiful art of golf. You know, a lot of people think golf is boring, but golf really isn't. Golf is much more than a sport. It's something amazing. It's this amazing place, this amazing opportunity where the whole world is quiet, except the putter that you swing on the golf ball. <laughs> right, so, so, so that kind good. of good, <laughs> slick. <Yes. laughs> that so is that's good. I appreciate that. So, the, yeah. by the way, when you do this exercise, don't use like words that you don't understand. Like, or else no, it's totally. Yeah, it ruins it. So, do five words every day. That's so cool, man. Yeah, that's tactics. Mindset, though, that's more important in my opinion, is cultivate your public speaking why. So if you think about great speakers versus exceptional ones, they're not more special than you. They're not more important than you or anything like that. The people at the top of their category in this sport of public speaking just have a very strong reason for doing it. What Mm -hmm. I tell people who are vice presidents and things like that is I say, look, you could be a great speaker if, you, if you, all you want to do is be the CEO of the company, if you want to enter C-suite or be a manager. But if you want to be in the top of the, like, top of the breed, right? you need to care so much about your audience that it's literally crazy. You obsess over your audience. You don't just think about them. You talk to them. You get coffees with them. You get dinner with them. You understand the very psychology of who they are. And if you can get to that level... That's how you truly become exceptional. The only way to do that is by having an incentive to practice. I mean, look at me. Why would you listen to me if I was a terrible speaker, right? (laughs) I'm a speech coach, right? So that's what I mean. So cultivate that that reason. Great advice. I I think um, I would say that that applies for anyone who is serving other people. 
get to know those people because you're going to be able to serve them at such a higher level. And speaking is that mean goes hand in hand with that. That's just, it's just good sound advice. That's what that is. <laughs> Thanks. <That's good. laughs> um, why do you, why do you think people struggle so much in public speaking? I've pondered this a lot. And I think one of, one of the ways is we have to understand that public speaking fear is not our fault. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to take you back and to some people on the call could be very long time. Okay. Think about it. All of the presentations we've given, whether it's at work, at school, high school, college, university, you name it, are not optional. We don't wake up one morning and say, hey, Sean, you want to get breakfast, man, and then present all day? No, that doesn't make any sense, right? (laughs) We're in history class in high school. Teacher comes up to us and says, hey, Sean, I want you to present on the Renaissance. And you're there like, what is this, like a fruit or something? Yeah, you're like, yes. (laughs) I love the reaction. I love how you're playing on this. It's great. So basically, this is a summary. You present topics you don't get to choose. You present to other 16-year-olds, because everyone started in high school, right? Present to other 16-year-olds who don't really care about the topic either. And your teacher is there who's really stressed out, who's having a bad day, who's going through 30 presentations. That's one. No wonder we're all scared of public speaking, right? When you think of it like that. Not a great, not a great way to start. Not a great way to start. But since that trickles, because you don't present for fun, right? So I'm, I'm the exception here because I kinda, I'm like this weirdo who, who just loved presenting and presenting to senior level executives for fun. That was like something I did as my pastime. But for, or for people in debate club or people in a Toastmasters club, which I highly recommend people check out. But outside of that, that's why when most people are scared. Yeah, exactly. That's like performing in a high school or something. When do you do that? Who does that? Right. Only a small amount of people who do it. And then they're done the rest of their life. They never do it again. Exactly. Until they have to. (laughs) You're scared to death. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, man. So I want to wrap up one more question with you. Um, I want to know what can we do tomorrow to, to really communicate our ideas to the world? This is the whole, this is a whole enchilada. This is why I wanted to have you on right here. Right. I started Master Talk for one reason, not to make a quick buck. I have a great job at IBM. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. The reason why I started the YouTube channel is there are people in this world who have amazing ideas to share and don't have the money or the resources to afford them. Mm. Think about the young girl in Cambodia wants to help her community. Can't afford a speech coach like me or really any speech coach. By enabling public speaking, if everyone had the courage to share their story, all of her ideas would be heard. And people would take action on things they actually care about. So the only message that matters at the end of the day for you that's listening is if you have a message that matters, whether it's creating the biggest building in town, whether it's inspiring your construction team to do amazing projects and build amazing things, tap into that message because that is the only way that you will become world-class at public speaking. Outstanding. I love it. That's exactly why... I want to have you on because people out there, there's so Jack Welch is one of my favorite CEOs of all time. And he was very much about having every head in the game, you know, every head in the, in the, you know, everyone at the table in, I want to hear everyone. I want to get their ideas out. Love that. And that just falls right in line with that. Everyone has a message. They all have something to add to society, no matter if it's, you know, their obsession with dogs or, or they don't, they really love golf or they're 
a really good speaker. That just sharing that is it just enriches our life. I, I love that, man. It's really amazing. If someone wants to find you, Brendan, where do they find you at, buddy? Yeah, and I always say the same thing on every show. I'm never as famous as Sean is here. So uh, message me on Instagram at Master Your Talk. I answer all my DMs. But since this is more of a business style podcast, since you have my name, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Perfect. I'm always happy to engage on uh, in a conversation. And of course, if you'd like to watch the YouTube videos, check out Master Talk in one word. Well, Brendan, I will do. I, I will put all of your social media on our on our post on the show notes, so people can connect with you if they want to learn more about speaking and getting a coach or just watch your videos because they're great thanks so much buddy thank you for coming on the show it was so much fun of course thanks for having me on you're welcome 